and welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, listed in 2020 as number eight of 42 best podcasts for every sales professional. I am your host, Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert and author of Business Evolution, Creating Growth in a Rapidly Changing World. I created Scale Your Sales Framework to develop leading edge capabilities to secure, retain and grow key customer relationships for long-term value and partnership. Join me each week to learn from amazing B2B sales and business experts and influencers. Tune in for actionable insights and strategies. Are you ready to scale your sales? After receiving his MBA from Stanford, my next guest joined Google and became Google's Enterprise's top sales global executive in 2009. He is the president of the Sales Hall of Fame and host of Outside Sales Talk, a podcast specifically for outside salespeople. He is the CEO and founder of Badger Maps, the number one app in the app store for outside salespeople to upgrade existing CRMs with mapping, routing, and scheduling. So welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, Steve Benson. Thanks, Janice. I'm really happy to be here. Well, it's it's good to have you. We're both um, sales experts, and we've been kind of um, floating around one another for a while. So it's it's a real pleasure to um, talk to you. First, I want you to um, explain to the listeners more about Badger Max and the focus it has for salespeople that other other applications doesn't do. Sure. So. Uh... What Badger Maps does is we're focused on helping field salespeople specifically, and we've made an application for them that helps them get more organized, drive more efficient routes, map out their territory and see where all their different customers and different types of customers that have different characteristics are at. Uh, that helps them make decisions to focus on the right customers given the limitation of where they're at. Um, there, there wasn't really a an app for field sales people specifically. And it really is a very different job than a lot of other types of sales, like retail sales, where people are coming into your store or, or inside sales, we were calling them on the phone or obviously internet sales. We were just selling something on Amazon or whatever. Um, you know, field sales people really have different problems and different challenges. And there were, there were a bunch of things that we were able to, to solve for them, making their lives better. You know, the, it has to be on, mobile first because these guys are on are, are on the move and they're not sitting at a computer all the times but it also but sometimes they sit at a computer too so it has to work there as well but uh but really helping them sell more enabling them to get data into their crm um making their crm kind of mobile first by through that connection um because we're in inter- we integrate with all with all the major crm systems so um that's basically what we do an app for field salespeople. It's interesting because uh, the bane of salespeople's life is often CRM systems. So anything that you can do to make it easier for that information to get in there um, is 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 great. But what is uniquely? Why is it that it's uh, with being mobile that kind of creates the difficulty that you've had to overcome that other you know maps, uh, other applications wouldn't have a problem with? Well. So a field salesperson, like imagine a medical device salesperson or a, someone selling 
um, things to veterinary offices or dentist offices or beer to bars or tires to tire stores. They're going and meeting with the decision maker of all these Main Street type businesses. Um, they meet them in person generally. Um, so if you sell stuff to, you know, 2000 dentists around London, for example, how do you decide who you're going to focus on? You, your, your territory is the London area and you represent this company that sells a, a medical device to dentists. How, how do you decide which of those 2000 dentists are you going to see on Monday? And you know that you have a meeting at 10 and a meeting at two and that the meeting at 10 is over here and you schedule the meeting at two over here. So you want to kind of create a loop that kind of generally follows that outline so that you don't end up zigzagging, you know, around the city, right? You want to make it make sense geographically, but of the 2000 people, you're only going to visit seven. So which are the seven that are kind of in that direction or the 10 that are in that direction that day? And how do you plan out your whole week in a way that makes sense? So that you're seeing all the people that you really have to see, but at the same time, um, building the pipeline and build, seeing people that you would like to see to build to build your business going forward, and kind of being being efficient in managing the territory. Yeah. And, and so there's there's it, it's what we're basically doing is taking this a, a layer of mapping and ge and geography and routing and building a schedule. Um, and layering it on top of a, a traditional CRM, because traditional CRMs haven't really been focused on solving these problems that field salespeople have. Instead, they've, they, but there's, they, there's, they're focused on solving problems that uh, salespeople in general have, not just field salespeople, but all salespeople. And so, by we basically take your, you know, your Microsoft Dynamics CRM or your Zoho CRM or, or what Salesforce or whichever one, and we we make it really a better tool for field salespeople. Right. Perfect. Thank you for explaining that. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of salespeople that are not moving around because we've been through the um, pandemic. So what has been your focus to support your customers over the um, pandemic? Well, um, so during the pandemic, it's been a, it's been a very tough time for a lot of field salespeople because the, the places that they were selling to shut down. So if you sell beer to pubs, for example, um, you know, you, you were really out of business this past year. So we had about 40% of our customers um, just get furloughed or, you know, laid off or their companies just went out of business. Um, so, you know, now that the world is opening back up um, in certain, in some countries like Britain and America, for example, we're seeing salespeople come back and get started again with, with, those those industries that weren't that weren't uh, essential businesses because some of the some of our customers only shut down for like a month or hardly shut down at all, um, you know, because they were in essential businesses. Like if you're selling medical devices to to doctors, that that's been going on this whole time, and so there was really uh, two types of customers that we had: the ones that serve essential businesses and the ones that serve um, unessential businesses, and. And so during these times, there, there wasn't a lot that we could do for the ones that were just shut down. But we've focused on on uh, helping those essential businesses and, and, and being here ready to help the non-essential businesses spin back up now that they're able to get back out there again. Yeah, yeah. So I think you also had an example of, of a business that um, benefit over the um, pandemic in the way that they structured their compensation plan. Um, one key thing that I've seen people do is 
a lot of companies are experiencing margin compression. And so a, a common challenge is that the sales team needs to deal with their lower margins during a down economy, you know, and, the, and lower margins come from a lot of things, you know, competitors doing desperate things and lowering their margins, uh, their customers just negotiating a lot harder, the procurement offices being negotiating harder and trying to really claw as everyone tightens their belts, claw margin off the table, right? So um, what, what you can do as a, as a sales team is you can switch from compensating reps on revenue to compensating reps on profitability, uh, the profit that an individual deal brings in. So this can be super effective because it aligns a sales rep with the company. And you know, to give an example of how this works, so imagine if you had a company that had like a 30% uh, profit margin, which is pretty common, right? So if a rep gives a 15% discount, you just ate up half the profit, right? But you only ate up 15% of the revenue. So if you switch from aligning the sales rep from revenue to profit, then then uh, it, it'll align them much better with the goals of the business in that they'll, they'll, they would experience a a 50% drop in their commission as opposed to a 15% drop in their commission. So you, you're aligning the two and the team then is incentivized to defend the profit margins a lot better, which is what a company needs if their margins are compressing. Um, and this is, you know, in general, a good idea to have your salespeople aligned with businesses, but a lot of, a lot of companies have their sales reps aligned with revenue just because margins were thick, times were good. Um, and if they're finding themselves in a, in a time where they need to tighten their belts, then this can be a, a way they can react and keep the sales team motivated and aligned with the company. It, it seems to me that this is what companies should be doing anyway. You know, and I think it's a great idea because we are in a, a kind of pretty flat growth for, for most companies um, or that you're there suffering a, a, a depression. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I, it sounds to me that this, this is directly linked to the personal bottom line. So they're going to defend it um, even more. And that, you know, why aren't more companies doing this anyway? Well, I think companies that are in tighter margin businesses do already do it this way. Mm -hmm. So if you sell a, a relatively commoditized product that has a tighter margin, then this is already how you do it. But you'll see a lot of companies in, in higher margin businesses like software, for example, They'll, they'll compensate on on the top line. They'll compensate on revenue. Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll also see companies that there's a lot of negotiation, uh, you know, like consulting or something. Yeah. You'll see them comp on on not revenue, but profitability. And uh, and that's because it's, you know, you, you in those industries that are already kind of set up this way, they've yeah. already made this switch. But for for these companies that are maybe finding themselves in a in a tightening margin situation for the first time, um, this is a change they should make. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So what practical strategies would you uh, offer to enable buyers um, to buy and build long-term relationships? Well, I think, uh, you know, sales cycles have become longer for many reasons during these times, and they're not all economic. Um, some of them are just logistical and operational. So a, a, a key challenge to selling in the post-pandemic world is that it's way harder to herd the cats, mm -hmm. meaning that all the decision makers are harder to get into the same room at the same time so you can get them to make a decision. So a salesperson needs to figure out ways to keep moving the ball downfield under those circumstances, right? 
a way they can do that is to better leverage their sponsor. So you, you need someone to be your eyes and ears in your deals, right? You, and you always needed a sponsor. You always need someone on the helping you on the inside who really believed in what you were doing and how you would make their business more successful. But now it's it's more important than ever, especially if you have a, a complex sales cycle with a lot of decision makers and influencers. Um, now your your sponsor is rarely the only decision maker, right? So and, and especially as as purse strings tighten uh, in a tighter environment, you know the 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 CFO might get involved in a, in much smaller expenditures than they were before, for example. Um, so the, the way you can do this, the way you can leverage your salesperson or your, your sponsor, a salesperson can talk to their sponsor before a meeting and they can, they can uh, before a meeting with the whole team and they can really pick their brains, uncover what objections you might be running into from the other decision makers and, and any other influencers. And you, you can make sure that you're going to address them because you know about them. Mm-hmm. You, you can also prepare them to bring up those key questions during the meeting as you know as if they were his questions because they may not come they may not come out from those key decision makers and you you can't pull you can't it's harder to discover the objections in in a remote environment sometimes or in an environment where maybe you're in the room and the key decision makers in the room but you're missing the cfo for example who is you know, moved to France or something during during these times. So uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot more messiness and 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 kind of remote pitching and hybrid environments that you're that you're selling into. Whereas historically, maybe everyone would have been able to get into a room and sit down with you. Um, you, you lose the, the the ability to read body language. You 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 learn that you, you lose some of the rapport building. You can't just go out and buy them beer or lunch or whatever you know around it. And so it's harder to get those relationships in place. But your sponsor can really you can leverage them because they already have those relationships that, and and you can get genuine feedback from them and then work with that sponsor to get the deal towards closure. Mm. Um, and uh, the the work I do I, I do um, work around some um, key account management and um, working with kind of high high value uh, companies that are trying to um, pitch deals and what we've discovered is that. There are unknown unknowns now that weren't before. There's people in the background that are kind of stalking that can block deals, but actually they're not even in the meeting. So, you know, there's all of these unknown unknowns. And one thing that, you know, we've talked about is actually unless the, the customer is really driving the sale, there's some deadline or target they need to meet. If you're driving the sale, the best thing is to slow down in order to speed up. And it's a lot around the kind of discovery and questions, but you're continuing to discover and questions all the way through, all the right right down to when the deal finally signs off. Because there's a lot of deals that you're losing simply because there's all these unknown unknowns. You asked at the beginning, but a lot of things have changed in three months. So you kind of need to rediscover all, all, all the time. I don't know what you think. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly what I the way I see it. I think that uh, you know, in in these times, there's just a lot. It's 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 harder to understand all the players. There's more players. It's harder to get decisions made in organizations when times are tight than when times are are a little loose or you know a little more flush with cash. 
Um, it's harder to get people to make investments. People are buyers are, and, and customers are more often looking, you know, three months out instead of three years out. Um, and, and so you're, the stuff you're saying, I think is exactly right. Um, around needing to continuously discover and, and really work with people to uncover what's out there and, mm. and uncover the, what are the, what are the obstacles that are going to come up? Is it going to be a legal obstacle? You know, is, is the legal department going to be more aggressive and more, con or, or, and uh, more challenging to get a deal done? Is it, is the CFO's office, is the budget going to be tight, a little tighter and harder to get? Do, do they, have they, are they focused more on the, sh is the CIO and his office and people focused more on the short term than the long term? Um, all, all these questions I think you have to really be asking and, and, and working with your sponsor very actively to uncover things. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the, because we're off working in our home uh, environments, do you think that the, the personality in this complex sale, the individual personality has actually more um, um, weight in the in deals. So you've got these individual characters because this, their home life, their 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 general, and really, are, we're all thinking: Are we going to go back to work? Do we want to go back to work? Do I love what I'm doing? We've had a lot of time to think about this. Do you actually think that? you have to consider the relationship and the, the personality and the character of the individuals more in these complex deals. Yeah, I, I think that you have to herd the cats more. And, and a part of that is understanding all the, all the personalities and all the people involved. It, it's, it's just harder to get things done over Zoom or over the phone. It, I mean, Zoom is basically the same as the phone, except there's some annoying little talking heads in the screen that you're supposed to make eye contact with. But like, actually, the same information is being communicated. Um, and, you know, you, historically, a lot of deals, especially complex ones where, where there's many decision makers, you get everyone in a room and whiteboard things out and put together a plan. And it's just, uh, it, it's, it is a lot harder to do these things remotely. It's harder to move the, the ball downfield it's harder to get decisions made. And I think a lot of organizations kind of started out the pandemic thinking, oh, the remote work's working great for us. And now you're, you're seeing them all saying, um, well, at least in the countries that have had adequate vaccination, you're seeing um, them bringing back their employees to the office because it's just hard to, it's harder to innovate, it's harder to get things done, it's harder to make decisions um, with, with, with all these people kind of in, you know, half paying attention to the, the Zoom meeting while they're on their phone, while their kids running by, like it's, it, they, you know, they're on mute and their their spouse is asking them a question, and it's just harder to get. I feel like you need three times as many meetings to get things done, and people all are all booked on meetings already. So it's just, it's. I think it's expanding those sales cycles. It's harder to get things done, and um, and you just have less of that water cooler talk where people can influence one another and that sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, I, I I completely agree with you. Mm. Okay, so what one tried and tested strategy would you offer listeners to scale their sales? Well, um, I think that uh, one one thing is to take a look at your messaging if you want to try to scale up your sales in these times. I think uh, a lot of messaging in B two B sales, if you boil it down to its actual essence, 
the marketing messaging is really saying will help you do better. And in a down economy or, you know, when you're dealing with companies that are under challenging times, uh, you, you really need to change your messaging from will help you do better to will help you do more with less. And then you need to show those prospects how exactly you're going to help them do more with, with less. And you have to show it in monetary terms. So, you know, you could show them how your solution is going to save them money. It's going to cost them less money. It's going to be less manpower. It's going to be fewer resources. Um, but the messaging needs to be, will help you do more with less. If, if you're talking to someone who's really in a, a belt tightening tough time. And, and I went through this with my sales team um, and our, our marketing team, our messaging. So when times were good, um, my sales team at Badger Maps was giving the messaging to our customers, we'll help your field sales team sell 20% more. So, you know, kind of classic, we'll help you do more, we'll help you do better messaging. But now we, we've shifted the message to, with Badger Maps, your outside sales team can generate the same revenue as you were before, even though your team is 20% smaller. Okay. And um, in that it's a subtle shift, but there's a huge difference. You're saying similar things, but one message is going to resonate way more with, with people who are in tough times or in, in a down economy. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Absolutely. And you know, that, that's the whole point of med messaging. You need people to say, that's me. I resonate with that. You know, this person understands my predicament. I'm going to, you know, take action. So I, I, I get that. So if you're on a desert island on your own, Steve, what's the one thing you take with you? Um, good question. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge extrovert. So um, being on a desert island alone is pretty much my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I I guess that being said, I I would take a whole bookshelf of philosophy books because I feel like when I'm when I'm reading philosophy, it's like I'm it feels like I'm having a conversation with yeah. some of the greatest minds in history. Yeah. Um, so that would keep me busy. But um, desert islands, you know, I don't like the sun that much. I, I burn real easy, and I I like being around people. So that that's. I mean, I wish we could pick another fate for me than a desert island. But if, if it's going to be desert island, then then give me give me a bookshelf of philosophy books. Steve, how have you coped in lockdown? How have I coped? Um, you know, I, I had a little pod around me, so a little pod of people that we all kind of have been together, but uh, but but doing it in a safe way, uh, and, and so that's been that's been my coping mechanism. But yeah. um, being locked down is definitely not the the my favorite environment. No, I, I don't think it's many people's favorite environment, but you know, it's the, I think, I think that this is, um, you know, for the introverts of the world or the, you know, it, this is easier on, this is easier on some people than it is others. Yeah. And I'm, I'm introverted. My sister's extroverted. And I tell you, I've, I've really recognized how self-contained I am, that I didn't realize before. And, um, and also appreciated for people that, you know, I've worked with people that are extrovert, but way over extended period of time, I've understood more deeply how difficult it is. 
So, yeah, I've, I've learned a lot about myself, but also about how other people react to this. So don't worry, Steve, I'm not sending you on a desert island. I wouldn't do that <laughs> to you. I wouldn't, honest. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to avoid falling off boats as a general yes. rule. <laughs> do that. Do that. Okay, Steve, how can listeners get hold of you? Best place to get a hold of me is... Um, is probably LinkedIn. Just search Steve Benson, Badger Maps. I'll come up. Um, if you uh, if it's if it, if you're in field sales and interested in Badger Maps, probably uh, the website BadgerMapping.com. And um, and it in if you want to try it out, uh, you know, as as a as a reward for being a listener to this great podcast, go to BadgerMapping.com forward slash podcasts. Mm-hmm. So it's podcasts like plural with an S on the end. Yeah. And uh, there's like a special way of signing up there that gives you gets you two months free as a as a reward for enduring listening to me for uh, for 30 minutes here. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. I'm go- I'll put that in the show notes so the listeners can grab hold of that and uh, um, try it out. I'm, I, I do appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you for being a guest on Scale Yourselves podcast, Steve Benson. Well, thank you for having me. This has been fantastic. Great. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Scale Your Sales. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter, Janice B. Gordon, to comment and share. I'd love it if you would leave a review on ratethispodcast.com slash scale your sales. Please subscribe for more weekly expert insights to scale your sales.